episode 19. You know what that means. We have as many episodes as LeBron James has all-star appearances. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Episode 19 is underway. Um, we apologize. A, a, a sort of mild delay uh, since our last episode, but both Lucas and I are busy boys. Uh, one is a professional and one is an unpaid intern, uh, but we are on our grind. We are grinding our purpose. Uh, Lucas, before I get into my spiel, how about how about you give give your exciting little update? Well, yeah, I, I, I just got my new apartment in San Francisco. Um, I'm moving in on Thursday. I'm working a lot. I'm out here in Henderson, Nevada, right now, right outside of Vegas. Um, I just won three dollars at a casino. Nice, out of boy. You know, you tell me how life's going. <laughs> if if you're not losing money, you're making money. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah. Life update. Uh, I, I've been I've been busy with the internship, uh, doing a lot of things. Um, I've done PA. I've done. Um, I've learned how to score keep. Uh, what else have I done? Um, writing for the game, writing game reports for the website. Um, I think you guys already knew that though. Um, but I have uh, since our last episode, I have made my uh, live on-air debut on radio. Uh, doing play-by-play and color commentary, um, and I'm I'm really stoked about that um, because that you know on, on the metaphoric tree that is this internship, uh, that fruit was the highest up on the tree. So I'm really glad to have uh, gotten the opportunity uh, three times actually to be on the air live on radio, my first time ever. Um, and tomorrow uh, I'm getting on the air too for the last time this season. All right, because um, the se- the regular season is only like like one more week, and then this team, um, the Santa Barbara Foresters are going to win the CCL South yet again and going for their fourth straight national championship. So no oh. Forster stirred up. Um, but my internship, it's going to end uh, after this weekend. And then I might write for them while the playoffs are going underway. Um, so, so when does this um, broadcast begin? Because last time you sent me the link to the broadcast and I ended up listening to like 30 minutes of this woman talking about how like mental health, how she, how she like deals with her own mental health. And I was like, when is it going to change to like, <laughs> what what time, what time are you listening? It was right after you sent me the text. It must've been like, it must've been like, you know, I, I was on, I was on a different time zone. It probably was like, you know, five 30 our time. Yeah. That game, that game was at 7 PM. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow's game is at four 30. Uh, should you or anyone else listening before four 30 tomorrow uh, feel so inclined? Uh, the, Tomorrow the, being yeah. July 25th. Correct. Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, July 25th. Um, and there will be plenty, plenty about it on my Instagram. So uh that's how you can listen. Um, but that's what us busy bees have been up to since our last episode. And in the greater wide world of sports, um, it's been a little slow. Um, you know, something, something I, you know, we, we definitely experienced last summer too. You know, it's a little bit of dog days during the summer, and especially when you're an Oakland A's fan. And the only thing you have to watch uh, during the summer is Oakland Athletics baseball. You know, summer's a rough time to be a sports fan. Um, uh, any any sort of different sliding for the Giants? Uh, no, I mean, well, it's definitely an interesting season. That's that's what we cannot put past the Giants. Mm-hmm. They are better than I expected, and they keep going on these hot streaks and these cold streaks. Recently, they're on a seat. They're on a six-game losing streak right now. That that was. Uh, following up a eight game winning streak. Mm-hmm. So at one point we were, you know, 13 games above 500. And now I think we're only eight games above 500. Um, and, you know, it's just this, it's this roller coaster that I've been going through. So it's definitely interesting. I am loving being able to watch baseball unapologetically now. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if I didn't have the giants and the giants weren't as good as they are right now, I would definitely be feeling the same sort of slump, you know, summer leagues over now. The draft has come and gone, and we are just uh, waiting for some more free agency decisions. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 great thing about the NBA is that you know new drama can spawn, uh, really out of the blue. Um, but it looks like the only two dishes on the stove right now, uh, one of them is Chef Harden, um, no pun intended, and the other being Dame Lillard. Um, I think that the Damian Lillard, um situation has is is a little bit hotter a little bit more ready to be taken out of the oven um so let's talk about that first what do you what do you think lucas um yeah i mean i want to keep it going with this like 
uh, kitchen metaphor. <laughs> um, so the heat. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, the heat applied uh, okay. to the dish being damp. <laughs> um, but it didn't take. Okay. I don't know. Um <laughs> Obviously, you know, Dame wants to go to the Heat. This is something that I did not expect. I believe I recently said that he would not request a trade um, and he would die in Portland. Um, but this is not the case. And it's been really stale. I think that Portland is doing it right, though, because yeah. really, oh, Damian Lillard, um, nothing other than the loyalty that he has given them for the past, you know, 10 or so years that he's played for them. Um Obviously, as a team, you do not have to respect a player that doesn't have a no trade clause when they specifically re get requested request a trade to a certain team. They can look at every option out there and trade Damian Lillard to, to whoever they want. And I think that having him request this trade now is the go ahead for them to treat him as if, you know, he's another NBA player, which he, you know, when you strip it all down, he is just another NBA player. He's a contract that. He is allowed to be traded to whoever the fuck they want to trade him to. The only thing he can do is not play for them, which will also lose him money, which I don't think that he will end up doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think Portland, from a from a franchise standpoint, is doing this correctly. They probably didn't like the deal with uh, Miami revolving around Tyler Hero. Um, they probably were looking for something more like Bam Adebayo or or some some real draft capital like like four or five first round draft picks. I think it's understandable, but there's a lot of teams in better positions to make that kind of ac acquisition. Um, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think you pretty much nailed it. Um, Portland is not obligated to kneecap themselves as a franchise just because Damian Lillard has been an outstanding player for them for the past decade plus. Um, I really like Dame um, and I, I want to see him win. Um, but that doesn't mean I think Portland is obligated to, you know, trade him for some paper clips, you know. No. And and yeah, you know, I, I've been seeing NBA players agree on social media. Um, it's it's one thing to request a trade. That's been done before, and that's sort of you know socially acceptable. But demanding a trade to one team and being like, oh well, if it's not this team, I'm gonna sit out for them. Like that that can really screw that can really screw up because you know, there there is a the, the economics and, and the the global market that is the NBA in the NBA trade uh, portal, um, you know, there's like you could study that and they're like it, it yeah. functions like a global economy um, and and it is it is prone to depressions and crashes and, and bubbles. Um, and and yeah, you know, um, one thing one thing I want to point out is, you know, I think I think uh, Rudy Gobert really ruined the NBA. Um, Absolutely. Because uh, not only did well, not only did he ruin the NBA, I think he sort of, I think he sort of fucked the market. Um, because the the Rudy Gobert trade, you know, they traded away as much draft capital as you are allowed to trade. You know, the the Stepien rule, you can't trade consecutive first round picks, and then it's I don't think you can trade a first round pick more than eight mm -hmm. years in advance. So you can trade at most four first round picks, and so Rudy, you know, at, at least in terms of draft, your own first round, you can only trade four of your own first round. Picks. Oh. Okay, but I mean, first somewhere else, you could theoretically trade more. That's true, but that that's also a whole other step into. And, and who is going to end up, you know, doing five, six first right, round? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so basically, you know, Rudy Gobert, you know, reached the ceiling of draft capital, you know, at at a basic level that you're allowed to trade, and Rudy Gobert should not be the ceiling. You know, obviously there are so many right. players better than Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert is the ceiling of a player you can get with you know, with your package revolving around draft capital. And I think that sort of fucked the market. Um, and then another, another thing I wanted to add is, you know, I remember last summer when we were talking about Kevin Durant being on the move, you know, this was back when Brooklyn was looking for a star, any team that, you know, wants to bring in a player like, you know, Kevin Durant last year or any team this year that wants to bring in Damian Lillard, they shouldn't be trading a player like Bam Adebayo because if you're looking to, you know, if you're looking to bring in a player like Dame, you're clearly trying to upgrade and you're cl clearly trying to get better and go for a championship run. And in order for that to pay off, you need to keep your guys like Bam Adebayo. So I think it, if Portland wants to trade Dame, they've, they've sort of got to readjust their expectation. And if if they don't think Dame is worth, you know, a, a package revolved around, you know, a 
you know, maybe a borderline all-star player or good quality starter and mostly draft capital or young guys, you know, then they shouldn't expect to trade Dame. Um, that being said, I don't think Dame, you know, I think there are a couple players in this league who are good enough to where no, no trade package could, could real, could realistically, you know, get them, get them the trade, you know, get them traded. Um, I don't think Dame's one of those players, you know, it's like, he's not, he's obviously not Jokic. Doncic, uh, Embiid. I think in terms of trade value, Embiid's ahead of him. He's younger and probably a little better. Um, yeah. LeBron, um, you know, those kinds of guys, you know, there's there's realistically no trade package that could get them out. But I don't think Dame is quite at that level of untouchable to where, where at least value-wise, I don't think it's impossible to put together a trade package um, that meets Dame's value. Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. But it does definitely narrow it down to a select few amount of teams that are that do have draft capital that do have young players that they're willing to trade that are still that still allows them to be in contention um while having also salary to uh you know go out and get a, a player that's making it as as much money as as damien lillard the teams that i can think of off of the top of my head well number one that i'm thinking is is the new york knicks <laughs> um that's a team that you know is kind of on that borderline in the Eastern Conference. They'd probably like to get a player like Damian Lillard. They have young guys, and they definitely have draft capital capital that they can um, ship out, and they've got a lot of money. Uh, that's a team that I that I think of. And then you know, previous Knicks, to, though, I think if the Knicks bring in Damian Lillard, you know who I think they're just as good as the New York Knicks. Is that no, the, Port- the Portland Trailblazers two or three years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but you know, the Eastern so Conference Brunson's is probably going the other way. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a championship caliber team. I'm just trying Hell to no. think of a, of a yeah. team that you know can do what I'm what I'm thinking now. And it's really these teams that are somewhat young that don't have uh, you know their future locked up in certain areas. Another team that I was thinking um, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I was going to say that. I'm glad you brought that up. They have a lot of young talent on that team, uh, not to mention Chet Holmgren, who's about to come onto this team. Um, and they have they have salary space. Yep. They have a star player already in Shea Gilgis. And, I thought you were um, going to say Lou Dort. No, and that, that's the salary right there. Is Lou yeah, Dort. yeah, Lou Dort's definitely – yeah, he's the only player making more than $15 million, so he's got to go the other you way. Add, you add Damian Lillard to that type of team, which is a team that was nearly 500 at the end of this year. That makes them a real, a real player in the West. Especially well, yeah, and, and not only, not only is, is Dame the kind of talent that, you know, gets them to jump a couple seeds, but he's a veteran with, you know, leadership and experience that is necessary to, you know, up your game and, and up, up your level, you know, in both the regular season and the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's the type of team that I see. Um, you know, I, I would have said maybe before Jordan Poole got traded from the Warriors, it could have been a situation like that with the high salary. Um, yeah, but then, you yeah. know, the Warriors locked themselves into into cap hell for a long time. Um, so uh, I don't think maybe that's going to work. But uh, we'll, we will see. I'm, I'm really excited to see where Dame goes. And if he, you know, say he does get dealt to a team like the Thunder, um, does he play? I I would I would want to play if I was him on a young team that yeah, was, I'd, you know, I'd rather play playoff run. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather get paid to play basketball than lose my lose my paycheck and not play basketball. <laughs> you know, I Just like playing basketball. I like getting paid. You know, I've never done it, but I like getting paid millions of dollars. I like the idea of it. So if I can play basketball, which I enjoy, and get paid many millions of dollars, which I think I would enjoy, yeah, that, that that's kind of a no brainer for me. <laughs> I think you're overthinking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Dame's overthinking it. Yeah, Dame is overthinking it definitely. Um, I think a team that, you know, whether they can is a separate issue, but I, I think a team that should try as hard as they can um, to go get Dame is Boston. Mm. I think Boston's guard play kind of let them down a little bit last season. You know, like neither Smart nor Brogdon nor White, you know, they were all good, but neither of them stepped up enough. Um, yeah. And, you know, as we sort of mentioned um, last episode, you know, I think a championship team with Dame on it, probably has a team where he's a where he where it's a 1a 1b type of beat for best player um and dame could be on that team with um tatum i think a damian lillard jason tatum team is good enough to win a championship um there also have been rumors of jalen brown going the other way um that would that would probably have to happen 
uh, in terms of, you know, salary and stuff. And I think it, you know, it's like, yeah, Dame's good. But like at the end of the day, Jalen Brown and some draft capital for Damian Lillard makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you throw in one of Brogdon or White, you know, it's like that's not like Portland's by no means getting fleeced. You know, giving up a 33 year old who they can't win with for Jalen Brown, you know, either Brogdon or White and some draft capital. Like that's not a trade that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying here. I think I think that this is definitely a Boston fantasy. You know, to to go yeah. into next without without Jalen Brown and with Damian Lillard instead. Um, yeah. I think the trade the trade is there. You know, it, it's it's not it's not an unacceptable trade. Right. But I do think there's probably better options. Um, if if I was a Boston fan, I would be I would be putting this all over Twitter, putting it everywhere I possibly could. <laughs> Make this trade happen because it is feasible and it yeah. definitely makes it a lot better to go into next year with Dame, Jason Tatum, and, and Tingus. You know, I think that yeah. team is like really good. I I, I love Chris Ops for them. And um, I think that Damien Lillard offers a lot, uh, you know, consistency wise where Jalen Brown just doesn't. Uh, so, I mean, that would be, that would be incredible for them. I think that they probably can get a better deal. Like, you know, like from one of these other teams, like we were talking about, honestly, the heat deal might even be a little bit better too. Um, but uh, that's definitely, that's, you know, it's a possibility. It's possible. Yeah. That'd be a very scary team. Yeah, I know. Well, right. And, and Boston is the type of team that should want to trade for Damian Lillard. And, you know, as we mentioned, I think it was one or two episodes ago, you know, Boston, I think is a team that's got to, they, they got to retool. Um, and, you know, they, they have all this, all these pieces and all this value that they're not quite able to get the most out of. Um, like we mentioned last, last, you know, I think two episodes ago um, and going, you know, packaging that together with some draft capital to get a guy like Dame. I think that's the exact type of move Boston should make. Um, and I don't know, you know, it's like, I th- I think Portland, you know, like I said, Portland's not going to, you know, there's no point in Portland trading for a superstar because then they're the same situation they're in now. And, you know, Portland's going to have to accept a player like, you know, a Jalen Brown caliber player and another starting caliber player and some draft capital. I feel like that kind that's the kind of package, you know, that Portland should accept. And that's fair for Portland. And I'm not saying that Boston's the only team that can put that package together. But I think Boston's a team that should do their best to put that package together. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, I mean, eventually the, the you know, the pairing of, of Scoot and Shaden and and Jalen Brown and you yeah. know and Brown's not guys, old. Could be good. Could be a yeah. could be a good Jeremy Grant. Nothing. Jeremy Grant solid. Yeah. Nurkic is tall. This is a I don't know about Nurkic, but this is a real, you know, this is a realistic, you know, possible trade uh that I could see happening. You know, I'm not really sure if Boston wants to do all this, you know, like they, they did make the move to go get Kristaps. Um, and they probably are thinking, you know, they're right there. They're right there on the cusp. They almost made the finals again this year. And then they did make this one little move to upgrade Al Horford to go get Chris Porzingis. Maybe this is Horford, it. Horford is still on the team. You know, but but he's not going to play as much with uh, with Chris Ops in there. Like yeah, I, I just I, I Rob Williams see... hurt for another sixty games. Right, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, this is definitely a uh, a real possibility. But. Um, you know, then speaking of going back to the kitchen, as we were, yeah. Um, James Harden's chef's been been putting in overtime. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's back at it. He's back yeah. at it. And I think he is now in first place in the trade request leaderboard. Um, you know, among <laughs> Kyrie Irving, uh, um, among that failed net super team and and other players in the league. Um, and it it's you know. Now we got to think, does it make sense for Harden to leave? And does it make sense for Philly to try to ship him out? Um, I, you know, if if I'm Philly, I'm okay with getting rid of Harden because I don't think he's a player where like, if if James Harden doesn't want to be there, you don't want James Harden there. Um, I think that's sort of the player yeah. he's turned into being. But I don't think, I don't think Philly should be looking to downgrade. Um, because it, you, you have Joel fucking Embiid and you've got a great supporting cast in um, Tyrese Maxey and who I think is criminally underrated, Tobias Harris. Um, his his numbers are down, but I, I think he's a good player. Um, and I think okay. if you get out of there, that gives him an opportunity to be that player he was when they chose him over Jimmy Butler, not justifying that decision. But, yep, um, yep. but you know, Tobias Harris can be a good player. I haven't given up on him. Um, 
And yeah, so with Embiid and those and those supporting guys, I think you want to go get another star or two above average starters because if you can surround Joel Embiid with the best starting five in the league, you know, it's like what more can you ask for to compete for a championship? Well, you could ask Joel Embiid to be better in the playoffs. That's yeah. literally what I think is not so get funny. 15 points and blame his teammates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like he he kind of threatened that you know he he made the statement that he said I want to win um no matter where I am. That's really what he said. All he cares about he is was, winning. I think he was at least a little bit trolling when he said that. Could have been the case. I'm not really sure. That uh-huh. would just be, you know, to me it's it's just the most like the worst it would become like one of the most hated players in the NBA automatically because clearly he did not play well enough in the playoffs and he has not played well enough in the playoffs throughout his career. Yeah. For a long time now to a championship. And it is not anyone's fault, but his, it's not like, it's not like you have a player like Luca, right. Who is balling out of his mind in in Dallas and he's playing as as well as his two options are Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber. Exactly. And that team is just not built to, to make a finals run. Not Luca is, is, is doing amazing. Joel Embiid, you could, you could look very, very simply at the playoffs and you say, if Joel Embiid played better, they could have made the finals. hundred percent. That's, that's, just, and then, you know, that's not even just this year. That's last year. Yep. That might be the year before then, you know, it, it, so, so um, for, for the, for Philly, I agree. You know, if you can get rid of Harden and, and keep, you know, a competitive team around Embiid, um, then that's that's what you have to do. You have to trust in Embiid. He is your guy at this point. He was the MVP last year. Uh, fraudulent at that, but um, hey, MVP is a regular season award. It is. It is. So, voter uh, fatigue. Literally, I, I guess Joel Joel just has to figure that out for himself. Yeah, James Harden. He should go have fun in Houston or in LA. Yep, wherever wherever there are good strip clubs. Um, so you know, strip clubs aside, you know, we we know what makes sense for Philly, but what do we think makes sense for Harden? Well, for Harden, I mean, I would definitely want to go go somewhere like the Clippers to go play with two you know elite level talents in in uh, in, in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yep. We'll see how much that trio actually hits the court. Right. Yeah. Uh, for first team availability. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. I mean, same. And yeah, and, and the last time, the last time James Harden made himself in a, in a trio of unavailable players, shockingly, they weren't very available. So, yes, you know, if, if I'm if I'm James Harden, you know, maybe my brain isn't firing on all cylinders. But as someone with a with a you know an education, I I, I got to be wary of of a trio of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. And I don't think he really cares that much about winning a championship. I think for him to go to it LA, for him. he should. What? That that sucks for James Harden. He should. I, honestly, you know, what, what to be making to be making forty million dollars a year, just want to go live in LA, play basketball, which which you love to do, and, yeah. and have the best time of your life. Have a little fun. You know, could be chill. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Can't hit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think you know. Again, there are only so many teams that would be in a position to trade for a player like Harden in terms of, you know, talent. Um, so already you've got a small list of teams that would be interested in Harden. And then, you know, you once you factor in all the baggage and the liability and the risk that comes with Harden, I can't imagine there are too many teams hitting up Philadelphia's line. Um, yeah. Really, it, it really seems like only a team that is in a position where they kind of feel like they have to take a risk. Those are the only teams that would be interested in Harden. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Houston's been floated around. I think that would be a fucking train wreck if if Houston went back or if Harden went back to Houston. Um, because I've Houston is very dysfunctional right now. Their front office has no fucking idea what they're doing. Um really? What are you saying? What do you mean by that? They're a team that drafts AAU and G League yeah. highlight players. Okay, okay. I am and then also goes and signed Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet for $200 million. Okay. All right. Let's slow down. Let's slow down. So I watched the summer league. I watched the summer league. A couple of summer league, guys. First of all, the Thompson twins looked really fucking good. Yeah. Both he of them also looked good in the summer league. Anthony Bennett. 
Sure. It happened. I'm just saying they looked really good. Who looked amazing was uh, Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith looked incredible. He hustled. And, and their later draft pick, who they ended up picking, I think it's 16 or something like that. His name was uh, Whitmore. Yeah. Right. Whitmore. He was yeah, a player that they were that they were considering. They were considering taking him at number four overall. But he had these like off the court problems that people were like, you know, apparently attitude issues. And he he fell all the way down and they took him at net around 20. And he was balling out in the summer league, too. So I think yeah. they have a lot of young talent. Maybe to go out and get Fred Van Vliet, you know, that was that was sort of an overpay. But they are still in this rebuild. I think they have drafted really well. Um, and they're not, they know they're not going to win a championship this year. You know, I think that they're trying to set up themselves for the end of Fred Van Fleet's contract, you know, four years from now or whatever that is, uh, to then be a real contending team. Fred Van Fleet is a champion. Fred Van Fleet is a veteran in the league who is a very solid point guard uh-huh. and be a, a mentor to guys like Jalen Green and whatever Thompson twin they have and Whitmore, I think that, you know, I kind of like what they're doing in, in Houston. Is, I don't I don't like if they would bring James Harden. I don't think that James Harden would fit very well into it. Yeah, I, I just I just think that they are trying to build an ensemble of basketball players rather than build a basketball team. Um, and and I, I, I pose this question to you. At the end of Fred Van Vliet's contract, is he going to be good enough considering the amount of money he's making on a championship team? No, I mean, no, definitely not. But that's that's not that's not the the goal is not to be winning championships in four years. The goal is to in four years extend the players that blossom, probably Jabari oh. Smith, hopefully, and then go and acquire players. Maybe you have an expiring contract in Fred Van Fleet and a and a, a superstar who wants to get out in uh, I don't know Luka Doncic or so you know like whoever it is like down the line, and then you go and get that star to pair with your young core. And then you know, re-sign him and, and go win championships in the Wembenyama era, or go lose in the West Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, get beat by Wembenyama every year. Ronnie James, Wembenyama. Yeah. Uh, or when uh in in eight or nine years time when Wembenyama's a warrior, you know, yeah, and Clay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and LeBron and Bron and Bronny are are dominating right. the Eastern Conference in Cleveland. Yeah, Kevon yeah. Looney for Wembenyama, one for one. Who says no? Well, Looney is more swaggy. So three time champ. Three time champ. Three time champ. Three time champ. Yep. All right. Um, what else we got going on here? Uh we've got some NHL draft uh recap to go over. Um right. So so last time we went over the, the NHL draft, you kind of gave me a, a rundown on the players that the, the Sharks could end up drafting. We had the fourth overall pick. Um, you really like this guy, Mitchkov, uh, who was coming from, from Russia. And you you explained Lionel, how yes. his contract, um, basically he could decide whether or not he wanted to come to the the NHL earlier um, by foregoing some sort of uh, money, I believe. But uh, he he ended up not going not going to us and, and going later. We, we took Will Smith, I believe. That is correct. Um, so yes, so Will Will Smith, um, we took him at four, um, which you know is, is not like a, a shocking or unlikely outcome. You know that's probably pretty par. Um, you know, at, you know it's pretty too, it, it was pretty to be expected. Um, I was wrong though. I I had Fantilli at almost a lock for two, um, and the Anaheim Ducks instead took Leo Carlson. Um, mm. So so Fantilli, Fantilli fell to three, and I was praying to every god that's ever existed or thought to have been existed depending on your religious beliefs um that fantilly that columbus you know didn't want to screw up their draft plan and would take will smith and fantilly would fall to four to the sharks that did not happen fantilly ended up going up at three so now the sharks have a decision do they play it safe and draft will smith at four or do they roll the dice and go mitchkov at four um they played it safe they took will smith and you know he's a good he's a good player. He's an American. And he's going to be a good yeah. hockey player on the Sharks for as long as they can keep him under contract. Um, but oh my God, would would it have been sweet to get Mitchkov? Um, we can we can only be left to wonder. Um, and Mitchkov ended up falling all the way to seven. Um, I don't know who 
Montreal picked fifth. I don't remember who picked sixth, uh, but Philadelphia took Mitchkov at seven when he was still on the board. Um, and, you know, like I'm disappointed in the Sharks um, for not taking Mitchkov at four, but I'm critical of Montreal and whoever picked sixth mm. um, for not taking Mitchkov at five and six, because after Will Smith, the prospect pool supposedly gets weaker. Um, and, you know, you, you can justify not picking Mitchkov by picking Will Smith. I don't think, you know, to me, I can't justify picking uh, whoever was picked at five and six over Mitchkov. Like at that mm, point, I see. you know, Mitchkov is worth the risk, you know, over the replacement player. Do you think that Philly is a team that Mitchkov would want to come and play for as soon as possible? Yes. So he is going to play next year? All signs point to yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we are back live after a brief uh, laundry intermission. Um, and, and Lucas, uh, what what's going on over at your uh, your boyhood football club, PSG? We are uh, you're you're down one of your two best players, and you're not far off from being down uh, two of your two best players. Dude, it's the fucking Americans and the Saudis, bro. Yeah, all that oil for us. Yeah, you know it's sad. It's really sad. It's like. As long as like I'm, I'm glad that that Messi went to my second favorite team, uh, into that's Miami. Awful, that's an awfully lucky coincidence. I know it's incredible. It's like I can't believe it, which is really cool because like you know I've always like kind of been more of an Inter Miami fan than I was a PSG fan anyway. <laughs> so very unintentional. There's definitely some sort of like you know like I don't know maybe Messi likes I'm not, I don't I don't know. You tell me. One but, can only. Uh, He's a fa- he's a fan <laughs> but, of the podcast. That's the only explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout listen. out Leo if you're listening. Uh, it, 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 shout so, out on your Instagram story any day now would be really helpful. We're trying to grow, um, and, and we think yeah. you can give us some good exposure. And Mbappe too, you know. Uh, but I I do not blame Mbappe. I think I think that that you know he's leaning towards not accepting this this deal that's coming from the Saudis for almost a billion dollars for yeah. one year. One year. Scene. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody on earth would blame him for accepting that money. That's just yeah. <laughs> a, a number that is insane. Um, right. So I, you know, hey, good for him for standing up for his morals. But if I was him and I was in that situation, there's no moral code that would stop me, other than maybe like killing someone. I would not want to kill someone. Person, people came up to me and said. Hey, I want you to play soccer for me for one year for a billion dollars. I would say yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this is this is the situation Mbappe's in. Um, he's got one year left on his contract at Paris, um, and he wants to play for Real Madrid. Um, and I don't think Real Madrid are going to be able to offer PSG $300 million for him, but Saudi Arabia is. Um, so and, and PSG has already accepted the bid. For Mbappe, it's just, now it's just up to Mbappe if he wants to sign the Saudi contract. Um, and and if you're Mbappe, it's like, all right, next year I'm a free agent and I get to go play for Real Madrid. But do I want to, you know, for in this one year in the meantime, do I want to stay at PSG, try to force a move to Real Madrid, um, you know, one year early, which, you know, in, in the same case as Damian Lillard, really, at the end of the day, PSG are not obligated to sell him to Real Madrid. Um, and at the end of the day, if she stand their ground, there's nothing Mbappe can do about that. Um, so, but you know, so he's choosing between staying at PSG for a year, um, trying to go to Real Madrid a year early, but at the end of the day, he can only do so much or playing at Saudi Arabia for a year, getting paid an absolute fucking bankroll and then going to Real Madrid after a year. Anyways. I, I don't see how the, the choice is not clear as day. Like, you can your your punishment for not being able to go and play for um for Real Madrid one year early is that you have to spend a year and make an entire careers worth of money, multiple careers worth yeah, of money in one single year as you wait, as you just wait patiently to go play for your favorite team for the rest of your career. You can go play for that team. And you can yep. play for them for nothing because you're a fucking billionaire yeah. afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, it, if, if Mbappe really needs all that money, yeah, the choice is clear, but at the, you know, here's the thing. It's like, what, do, what does one human being do with 
three quarters of a billion dollars. I wouldn't know what to do with all that money. And, you know, if, if you're an athlete, you know, yeah, money is important, but, you know, also competing at the highest level and trying to win a champions league. And, you know, if you're a soccer player, that means playing in Europe. Um, and especially if you're French playing in France, trying to bring a champions league to France, um, maybe because here's the thing, he's already getting paid a shit ton of money at PSG. Let's not act like he's choosing between this and the poorhouse. You know, he's already right. That's true. Already getting paid. You know, he's already getting paid a lot of money from, you know, people from the Arabian Arabian Peninsula to play in France. Now he's getting offered even more money by different Arabian people to play in Saudi Arabia. Um, right. So yeah, you know, it would sound like he wasn't accepting money from the Saudis before. He right. was just doing it in Paris. Yes. Yes. Well, and they weren't Saudis. They were Qataris or Emiratis, but. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That, that's actually cultural insight. I'd like to apologize. Yes. If you <laughs> uh, not only is that culturally insensitive, that is entitled of you, Lucas. So canceled. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, um, but no, so it's like, you know, if if you're choosing between the poorhouse and the Saudi offer, yeah, choose the Saudi offer. But here's the thing, would you rather get paid more money than you know what to do with and play where you're from and try to win a Champions League and, you know, do everything you can to grow your legacy for one extra year or basically take a year off for your career and make even more money than you know what to do with. That's what I would do. That's what you would do. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then I, 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 then I guess we, I, I guess we are not, not quite the same. I would, I'm not saying he needs to stay in Paris, but I, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving Europe. If I'm Mbappe. I think that's so stupid. That's like, it's one, he's like, what, 23, right? 24, maybe? Like, he's if he's he, at the beginning. If he cares at all about the GOAT conversation, he should stay in your What? Life. Because he spent one year, one year playing for a, a team in, in Saudi Arabia making enough money to then, like, think about this. How about this? Is, he wants I, to talk about the GOAT I'm not saying it's valid, but his haters are going to bring it up. Okay, I wouldn't care if I was him. I would have I would have seven hundred million dollars to to cry into. Um, <laughs> but he could he could theoretically right this money he's making a ton of money anyway. He's making like you know more than like I don't know it's like two hundred million he's making every year like something like that anyway. But with all of this money, he can afford Real Madrid to pay him a lot less and then go get better players to, so they can win a Champions League. Like that's the Tom Brady. This that's what Tom Brady did. You know, he took less money, and no one, no one is blaming Tom Brady for having a rich wife, right? <laughs> like they call him the goat. Guess what? He is the goat. You know, I, I would do that. I think I think that there's a lot of there's. My point really is this: that there's a certain level of money that allows for so much freedom that whatever it takes to to acquire that money is probably worth it. You know, there's just that level. Like where, you know, if, if, if with a billion dollars, that is so much money that you could, you could save thousands of lives, right? If you invested into the right places, you could change the lives of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of people. So it's like that level of influence is something that I think is, 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 you know, it's, it's no question of who's giving me the money where do I want to be for this year of my soccer career? Um, I think it's just, you know, it's crazy how the sport of soccer has entered into a level of, of money that is just on a completely other level. Yeah. I, I think, I think that that argument was a lot more compelling than, than your first swing. Thanks. Um, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I mean, Mbappe has a lot to think about and, you know, um, the fact that it is a one-year deal, um, I think allows Mbappe to take it seriously, you know, like, cause you know, it, you know, if, if he leaves Europe and doesn't come back, you know, his, his legacy's right. Um, you totally. know, his, his career is basically over, but you know, here's the thing. It's like, this doesn't interfere with his plans to play with Real Madrid at all, unless he thinks he can pull off a move to Real Madrid this summer, or unless he's okay with playing somewhere else, uh, until his, his next contract, um, in Europe, you know, right. like, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, with the Saudi rumors, there are also a lot of rumors of other European teams. You know, Barcelona's trying to pony up an offer. Manchester United, 
you know, very much wishful thinking for me, but Manchester United is, he's, you know, trying to put together an offer um, for him. Um, so, so yeah, you know, when you put it like that, Mbappe has a lot to think about. Um, and it, it's his life, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's his life. He doesn't owe anything to the fanboys. He doesn't owe anything to the, the media. He doesn't owe anything to Europe. Um, it's his life. And if he wants to go make a bankroll before playing for Real Madrid anyways, you know, it's like, it's like studying abroad. If he wants to take a, a semester abroad. All right. Why not? Yeah, exactly. A little semester abroad, you know, get yeah, a little part-time come back, job. Come back, come back with a tan, speak a new language, yep. you know, kick ass. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, um, I, I appreciate your unentitled perspective, Lucas. Um, it, it allowed me to think about this in a new way. Um, I think most soccer fans do not want him to leave. Um, but at the end of the day, when PSG get knocked out of the Champions League every season, their season becomes irrelevant anyways. So it's just, <laughs> it's just expediting the inevitable for next season. Um, so if uh, I, I don't really watch the Champions League. I'm more into the MLS Cup. Yes. the Talk, talk about a real trophy. Um, exactly. So, so, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever Mbappe does, good for him. I feel like that's the only unentitled way to look at it. All That's right. very true. Yep. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's get into yeah. these these next. We have a we have a couple fun games we've put together, um, in in lieu of a rather slow season of of sports. Not year round season, but like a slow summer for sports. Um, I'm sure you all know uh, Immaculate Grid. If if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you know what Immaculate Grid is. Um, so Lucas and I are going to play NBA Immaculate Grid, uh, tic tac toe. Um, so Lucas, if you don't mind uh pulling up oh i see you see you get it now i didn't realize that that's what we were doing but okay now now you do um i do so so yeah so so we are looking at the same board um is it called crossover grid yeah it is are are the uh okay all nba oh yeah so um lucas in, in the same way that you can see so you've got brooklyn clippers hornets kings Wait, hold on. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn. I've got Brooklyn Clippers, Hornets, and Kings. Cool. Yep. yep. All right. So, um, Lucas, I will. I will give you. I. I will be gentlemanly. I will be unentitled and give you, you. Give you the first. The first guess. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that because, um, you definitely have a more encyclopedic have an advantage uh, knowledge of of this type of thing than me, and I can I'm see myself better smarter than you. Is that what you said? Yeah. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, so I'm going to go, okay, let's go. So a player who played for the Clippers and the Kings, let me think. So I, I just want to, let, let me narrate for the, for the, for the audio listeners. Yeah. Um, the grid that we're looking at right now is one that on the top has three columns and then there's three rows. The three columns from left to right are, are the Brooklyn Nets, the Los Angeles Clippers, and then an all NBA team. Um, the rows are the Charlotte Hornets from top to bottom, Sacramento, from top to bottom. Yes. The Charlotte Hornets, the Sacramento Kings, and the second round pick in the NBA draft. So if I was to pick a player that followed in, fell into two categories, one of a row, one of a column, then I get that spot. Um, and our goal obviously is to get three in a row to create uh, a tic-tac-toe. So um, let me, let me think a little bit. I think a little bit here. Uh, I'll go ahead and um, I'm going to take I'm going to take De'Aaron Fox for uh, Sacramento Kings All NBA team. All right. So I'll give you. I, I'm 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 keeping I'm keeping score on my little piece of binder paper right there. So let's put De'Aaron Fox into the computer. So if you're watching from home, uh, that is also correct. Uh, De'Aaron Fox has made an All NBA team. Um, if you're watching from home, then imagine in the uh, center right square, Lucas has a little X. Yep. For yep. All right. I'm going to go all NBA team, second round uh, pick in the NBA draft. So this is the bottom right square. Um, I am going to take Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Which one? Uh the the newer one. I only see this. I only see the old one, for some reason. Uh, I think you might have spelled Isaiah wrong. Then. 
I S I A H. It's I S A I A H. I S A I H. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I really can't think of a player that played for, because uh, what I'd like to do now is I'd like to go for the center, obviously. And the center right now is a crossover between someone who played for the Sacramento Kings and someone who played for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and if I don't, if I'm not misremembering this, I believe there was a time where where Boogie Cousins played for the Clippers. Um, so I could do that, or I could go, I could say that, which is a risk, or I could go if, for... If, if, you get it, if you get it wrong, you lose your turn. Right, right, yes. I'm not saying that I'm doing it yet. Or I can... And Charlotte Horn, I think, is a Lucas, can you rewind about five Seth seconds? We lost, your, we lost your audio there. Rewind about five seconds. Oh, sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm thinking about a player that played for the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Clippers. The one that comes to mind is DeMarcus Cousins. I think that that is true. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to say DeMarcus Cousins. In the in the middle one. Yes. That's correct. Okay. Thank that is God. correct. All right. Good job, Lucas. That's a that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Okay. So. Lucas Lucas could get the the tic tac toe if he can think of anyone in Brooklyn and Sacramento. Um, so that is the square that I should should really put in a, a good effort in going for. But if I if I can't think of anyone, will Lucas be able to think of anyone who played for Brooklyn and Sacramento? Uh, for a very long time, both of these teams were pretty irrelevant. Um, and I'm trying to think, is there anyone that immediately comes to mind for either team? Fucking, uh, Rajon Rondo never played in Brooklyn. Um, trying to think of that Brooklyn team that was the super team 1.0 with Deron Williams. I don't think he ever played in Sacramento. Ray Allen never played in Sacramento. Wait, Ray Allen never played in Brooklyn either. Um, did Joe Johnson ever play in Sacramento? Joe Johnson played for a lot of teams. Yeah. I don't think he did, though. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Brooke Lopez. I don't think any of those guys played in Sacramento. Um, did anyone from – I'm trying to think of any of Boogie Cousins' teammates during that during those tough couple years in Sacramento. Um, Rondo, yep, he never played. Um, I don't think Chris Webber ever played in Brooklyn. Maybe Jason Williams or Peya Stoyakovich. They, for all I know, they could have played in Brooklyn. I, I'm not ready to risk my turn, though. I'm going to bank on the fact that Lucas doesn't have doesn't have somebody in mind. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to think of a second round pick for either the Clippers or the Nets. I'm going to go I'm, – I'm overthinking this. There's definitely someone I can get. I'm going to go Spencer Dinwiddie, second-round pick, Brooklyn. And that is incorrect. That's incorrect. Incorrect. Wow, a right. lost. Wow. This is sad. This is sad because I have a – I'm going to win now. There's yeah, probably. very clearly a player who played for Sacramento and Brooklyn. That would be Seth Curry. When did Seth Curry? Go ahead. Sure. I do not remember him playing in Sacramento. It's a dub. That is a, that is a sweep three in a row. Seth Curry played like several years in Sacramento. What? Um, yeah, when? back when he was like still kind of ass. When, like, he was, when, he, when he wasn't good? I mean that that was, makes yeah, Sacramento is a great place for not very good NBA players. Yeah, and then then he sort of developed into like an elite shooter. He was always a good shooter. Yeah, but but yeah, no Seth Curry. Seth Curry played in uh, both Brooklyn and, and Sacramento. He played in Sacramento for a while. One season. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's a long season. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he played he played all of forty four games in Sacramento. 
I totally remember him like posting in Sacramento. Like maybe I maybe I'm well, maybe, maybe some some sort of memory of mine just connected him to to Sacramento. But yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, GG Lucas. Um, congratulations. You you won that game fair and square. Um, we are going to move on to our next game, and we are it is it is a draft, and we are building the perfect sandwich. So the positions right. for this sandwich are bread, meat, spread, vegetable, cheese, and flex. Mm. Spread and meat. Would you? Yeah. So let's talk about spreading meat. Uh, Lucas, you want me to, want me to text you a picture of the positions real quick so you've got it? Yes, please. Cool. Thank you. All right, uh, Lucas, I will I will give you the right to first pick because you won the last one but um but if you want to give me the first pick because i gave you the first pick last time that'd be nice be gentlemanly it would be unentitled of course. Of course. cool of course of course you can all right i'm i'm going to i'm going to shake things up i'm going to go for the flex for the first pick and i'm wow. going to with my first overall pick i'm picking bacon wait isn't beat a category yeah, you'll 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 see what I'm doing. So you're picking two meats. We'll see. Why, why I mean why don't you just pick why don't you just pick uh that as your meat? Why it's don't you meat. Just, why don't why don't you just worry about your own team? Because what you've done is you've you've taken a utility player, you've taken a shortstop and put him at utility. Like you know what I'm saying here? Like like when your shortstop spot is still open, like like you've now you now can only take a meat later. But if but if you chose bacon as your meat, and if later somehow maybe the pick that you were looking at um, gets taken off the board, then you don't have the option to go flex with bacon as your meat. You now have to choose another meat. You know what I'm saying? This is my rationale. Bacon cannot stand alone as one meat in a sandwich. Bacon cannot be the primary ball handler in an offense. Are you going to make a bacon egg cheese? We'll see. We'll okay. See. All right. Um, bacon, let me see. Bacon is, bacon is not the primary ball handler. You, you, you can't build the team around bacon at the middle of it. You know, bacon is probably the best um, supplementary player in the league. You know, bacon elevates every single team, but you can't build around bacon. Bacon cannot be the base meat of a sandwich. All right, all right. That's that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and with my bread pick, I'm going to select Dutch Crunch. Dutch Crunch. Okay, good pick. Thank you. Thank you. All right. With my second pick, um, really, really one of the only the the only uh. I feel like every other pick is pretty safe with me, especially now that I don't have to worry about you taking a bread. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and fill up my meat. Wink. Um, and I'm going to select steak. Steak and bacon. Yep. The steak. Steak and. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting choice there. Um, I am going to go with my... Uh, since you don't have a flex anymore, I can just wait till the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and wait yep. till the end. Um, I am gonna go with my vegetable. Okay. And I, I really wish we had two vegetables here, but that's okay. Um, I'm gonna go with lettuce. Lettuce. Classic. Well, see, here's here's the thing, Lucas. You can have two vegetables, should you so choose with with the flex. I know, but I'm not gonna do that because the flex is too valuable. All right, you you heard you heard it from him, folks. Yeah, I think um the, these drafts really work better once you have you know with once you introduce more players because you know the the whole game theory is really weakened when you only have two players because like now it's like now I know I don't need to pick a bread till the end. I don't need to pick a yeah. vegetable till the end. Um, so so next time we do this, we we can bring in more, uh, more players, more teams. Um, yeah. but this is still That's... a fun a fun game, a fun exercise, especially especially for the test drive. All right, I'm gonna go. Um, I am gonna go. I'm gonna pick uh, my vegetable now too. Um, I don't want you to nab this player uh, for your flex. This kid's a good kid. Um, got a lot of upside. Got a lot of got a lot of versatility. Give me the red onion. 
The red onion was not on my list, unfortunately. But I like the red onion. At, at, this point, I don't, at this point, I don't know. I don't know if any of your players are on my list. I think I was looking, thinking this, like we might just build a completely different sandwich. I know, like, yeah. I, like, like I, from, I, from I, thought of, I thought of this too when I was at the laundromat. Like, yeah. Our, like, we might get our first choice for every single category and it could be a totally different sandwich, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, only think, one. Yeah. That is true. Sandwich. Um, all right. I'm going to go with my, uh, my spread. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go with ranch. Ranch. All right. I mean, right now, right now, you you've got a pretty basic sandwich. It's gonna please a lot of people, um, but can it win a championship? I, I think it's really gonna depend on what meat you surround, uh, or mm-hmm. what 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 what. I, I guess it, physically, what what sandwich you surround your meat with, but metaphorically, what sandwich you surround your meat with. <laughs> all right yeah um i am gonna go with i'm gonna go with my spread now um this is this is one um no you're not gonna find this draft choice on many mock drafts um i think this is gonna surprise a lot of people but i don't think it's gonna upset many people especially with the rest of the sandwich uh that's being you know built around it um you know this this is a spread. I don't think it can play on every team, but if you put it on the right team, uh, it's really going to succeed. Give me chimichurri. I literally don't know what that is. Uh, you will recognize it when you see it. It's like that little green stuff that they put on steak. Okay, like salsa? It's kind of like a salsa, um, but it's more um, less salsa <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you're looking? Do you know what you're looking at right now? Do you know what you're seeing? I do not know what I'm seeing, but that's okay. This is for this is for the the listeners. You know, they can decide whose sandwich is is better than the other. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to I'm just here to cook. You know. Um, okay, so for my meat, I'm going to go ahead and select a meat here, and I have a good pick. I'm, I'm very excited for this pick. I'm very excited to bring him on the team. Um, we're selecting a, a chicken cutlet. Chicken cutlet. Chicken cutlet. Chicken cutlet. Yes. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that any chicken in any form fell this far on the draft. You know, you know, chicken is it it, it put up numbers in college. Um, and you know, it 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 was never in doubt whether its game could translate to the pros. Um maybe, maybe it it had some, you know, competition questions that allowed it to fall this far. We don't really know. We're, we're you know we're gonna have to uh you know we're gonna have to speculate what what scouts saw in chicken to you know allow it to fall this far in the draft. But you you know you're getting a good player with with chicken. Uh, and Lucas selects chicken cutlet to to fill that. Yes. All right. So I've got so neither of us have selected a cheese yet. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm a little undecided on my cheese, so I'm gonna go with my bread. And with my bread, I'm going to choose. I, I can picture it, but I, I I can't think of the name. Is it is it a baguette or is it? Ch- I, I, all right. I, 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 it, it's either baguette or ciabatta or just like a. I think that bread. the bread you're. Thinking of, I think the bread you want to. I'm, I'm confused. I would assume that you were thinking of a ciabatta, which is like a square bread. Well, and yeah, yeah, I, I know at Costco the ciabattas come in squares, but they don't always come in squares. Mm. Like they can be like a little roll. Yeah, they they, they come in rectangles. Um, I am I'm gonna choose the baguette or the the baguette. Um, I I know that you know at, at first glance that might seem like like not a good fit, but I've seen Panera pull it off. Um, they make like a panini out of it. I'm not saying my sandwich needs to be a panini. All I'm saying is, you know, in, in the right shape, uh, a baguette can be a sandwich bread. So I'm, I'm choosing baguette. Okay. All right. At this point, I am going to I'm going to select my flex, and I am going to go with a vegetable here. Okay. I'm going to go with tomato. Tomato. Give me some lettuce and tomato on my uh, my chicken cutlet Dutch crunch sandwich. All right. Ranch, um, ranch, chicken cut with Dutch crunch sandwich with lettuce and tomato yep. and a cheese to be named. Yep. All right. So 
Uh, it is my turn. We're, we're both selecting cheese. I've got a couple of options I'm weighing. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not drafting for talent. I'm drafting for fit. And I'm going to go Parmesan. Interesting. Interesting choice. I, there, there, were, there were a couple of names on my draft board. I, I considered provolone, mozzarella, Colby Jack, Cheddar Jack, um, Pepper Jack. I know Pepper mm -hmm. Jack was a popular. I think Pepper Jack might have been my next up, but I I think, you know, when I when I consider the team that I've already got, I think Parmesan best fills the role. That's a, that's a pick. Yeah. I, I like the, the Pepper Jack pick too. Um, but I am going to zag here. I'm going to zag with my last pick. Yeah. On this all, cheese. all I'm, I'm going to say about my Parmesan pick is I didn't want my sandwich to be about the cheese. And so I, I allowed, I'm allowing the cheese to, to let the steak and chimichurri and bacon do the work. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go with my last pick. I'm going to go with a white American cheese, white American cheese. Great pick. That actually had, I thought of that, that would have been a contention for my pick. Um, I know um, Jersey Mike's, has a great white American cheese. Yes, um, they put that yep. on the Philly cheesesteak. I I gotta I gotta tip tip my cap uh, to your pick. Um, Thank you. White American, just like us. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So let's 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 review each team's sandwich. For me, I've got. Wait, can, can we have Dylan? Can we have Dylan choose which one he likes better? Sure. That'd be great. Okay. Dylan, Dylan, hold up. All right. So I will read it to you and I will let you read with your eyes. So um, my sandwich, I've got on a baguette roll, the same one that Panera uses, because baguettes can sometimes be difficult um, to make a sandwich with, but Panera Sweet. pulls it off. Um, I've got uh, steak, Parmesan, bacon, red onion, and chimichurri. That was really really good sandwich. all right and now lucas on dun on dunch crunch <laughs> dutch crunch <laughs> dutch crunch we've got chicken cutlet ranch lettuce white american and tomato so if, if you'll give me my you know if, if you'll entertain my draft analysis you know lucas's sandwiches is a people pleaser it's well-rounded it doesn't it doesn't go it doesn't go for a certain a certain theme or a certain taste or a certain style right. it's it's you know it's it's trying to it's, it's trying to do a full lap it's a classic man i think yeah, it's not, got yeah. like no, I'm, I'm not saying that's that, i'm not saying that's bad flavor that chicken, I, the chicken american cheese flavor that you're looking for with a little bit of freshness from the lettuce and tomato you get the ranch flavor going for you and the best bread in the game dutch crunch Dutch crunch is pretty elite. Yeah. yeah and my my sandwich you know not everyone is going to love it, but the people who love it are going to love it to death. It, it's a lot more directional. It, it, it goes for something. Um, not saying that's bad. Not saying that's good. Um, so, so Dylan, you know, I, I, you know, before the viewers, sorry, listeners are, are allowed to blow up our phones. I, I want, I want you to, to give, give your insight. Um, all right. So, I mean, what you're voting for on the left, you got some bold flavors, very strong very salty, I must say. I mean, you got Parmesan, bacon. It's all. It's it's definitely salty. I'll give it that. Uh, Lucas is a little bit more laid back, but that really lets I think the individual flavors. Like you get the a lot of the flavor of the tomato and like the white onion and the chicken as well. Yeah, he, he doesn't have white onion on his. That's that's white American. No onion, American cheese, white American cheese, which is really more there for texture, but also a nice addition. Um. Uh, yeah, I think, I think if I would eat, got to eat Lucas's for lunch and greens for dinner. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's my answer. All right, that's good analysis. I'll take it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think um, I think there's something to be said about you know like there there's definitely you know, with with every human being judging this you know there there's personal there's personal preferences involved you know there's there's the question of which sandwich do you think you would enjoy more and then there's the question of which sandwich do you think is going to be more popular, well-liked, well-loved, more successful? Um, and, you know, I, I have nothing to say, but let's let our listeners decide. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that I would like to eat my sandwich and you would like to eat your sandwich. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if I'm deciding, I think my sandwich is going to win. And if you're deciding, I think your sandwich is going to win. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
Yep. All right. So that's all. That's all the time we have for today. Um, we we appreciate you for listening along as always. Uh, make sure to chime in. Uh, text either me or Lucas or both. Uh, which sandwich wins? We will. We will also be. Uh, I will at least be uh, putting up a poll on Instagram. Uh, let us let us uh, let us know which sandwich you think wins. Um, but but yeah, until then, episode 19 in the books. Thank you guys for listening.